Welcome to Pop Your Cultural Cherry. My name is Lawin and I am your host. In this podcast, I'll be talking about my unique perspective on life and culture here in Europe, the good, the bad, the things that you would need to adjust to if you have plans of moving to Europe or you're already living here. Welcome back everyone to Pop Your Cultural Cherry. For this episode, I wanted to talk about my culture shocks as a Filipino person living in Germany. So as you might know, culture shocks is something normal for people in a new environment, especially in a new country. Perhaps for study, for traveling, or for working as an expat, or eventually like immigrating to another country. The thing is you kind of get used to your traditions, your culture in your home country. So when you move to another country, obviously you experience different things. Obviously, that depends on how different your country is from the country that you're moving to. So for me, that's moving from the Philippines to Germany. The distance plays a big part, but also like the history, the culture, the traditions, the people, the weather, the food, etc. So all of these things kind of play a part in your new environment. And obviously, those are things that you'd have to adjust to if you want to kind of make your stay there as pleasant as possible. So for people who come from countries with very, very different cultures to the country that they're moving to, then obviously... Obviously, the culture shocks are more. But this is normal. These are some things that you would need to get used to eventually. So as a Filipino, if I moved to, for example, Indonesia or Malaysia, the culture shocks for me wouldn't be as big as compared to moving to Germany. The same could be said also, for example, a Dutch person moving to Germany, then also his or her culture shocks wouldn't be as big. So today, I just wanted to kind of talk about my culture shocks here in Germany. Most of them might sound a bit negative, but just a disclaimer, these are all just new things to me. They're hard to get used to, I have to admit, but I don't say that they're negative or bad in any way. They're just different and we have to respect how they do things here in Germany. If you go to YouTube or you check out some blogs online, you'll find a lot actually of content about people who move to Germany and talking about their experiences, how different Germany is compared to their home countries. I noticed a lot of them are from the US. So I thought it would be interesting to give a Filipino slash Asian perspective. So going back to Germany, actually Germany has a population of 88 million people. And out of those 88 million people, around 15 plus percent of that either is an immigrant or are descendants of immigrants. So a lot of people have, you know, a foreign background. I think Germany is the country in the world with the second most number of immigrants after the US. You see it, especially if you visit big cities or small cities, you see a lot of people from different countries. And it's quite obvious, you know, you'll see people in the hijab, you'll see people who are Asian or from Africa or whatever. And you also see a lot of like foreign shops, you'll see a lot of people selling kebab, Greek food. After the Second World War, Germany has been a magnet for immigration. And actually, four or five years ago, there was that big immigration issue in Europe. And I think even more immigrants came to Germany. And obviously, all of those immigrants would actually experience this culture shock. I think in Germany, most of the immigrants, at least based on what I see and a little bit of research on the internet, most of them either come from Eastern Europe. I think that was after the fall of communism. That's a guess. Or, you know, most recently, you have a lot of people from Africa or the Middle East. And I think historically, they've always had this strong connection to Turkey. So you'll actually see a lot of Turkish immigrants. And obviously, because of the European Union and the open borders, then you have more people from, you know, other parts of Europe, like Spain or Italy. So now let's talk about my biggest culture shocks here in Germany. The first big culture shock I wanted to talk about is Sundays in Germany. So Sundays, I think all over the world is quite similar, especially for Christian or Catholic countries, that Sunday is known as a rest day or a 
family day. And it's the same thing in the Philippines because we are a predominantly Catholic country. Sundays is a rest day that you're supposed to spend with your family and go to church. In Germany, I think the church part, they dropped already, at least this generation. I don't see a lot of people going to church on Sunday. In the Philippines, that still happens a lot. Germany has some quite strict rules on Sundays. I was quite shocked because I didn't know it was how it is. Shops are closed on Sunday, like all shops. So imagine your groceries closed. You know, if you want to go to the mall or you want to just go to a shop and buy something, you're out of luck because they're going to be closed on Sunday. And there's no such thing as convenience stores. You have like some kiosks. But you don't have like convenience stores like you do in Asia, like 7-Eleven or Family Mart or whatever. So there are no 24-7 shops that you can go to. Like, for example, you forgot to buy toilet paper or you don't have food for the weekend. But there are some exceptions to this rule. Bakeries are open, I think, until 12 because German people just can't live without fresh bread. And I think restaurants or most restaurants are open. It's quite frowned upon as well to do noisy housework. So before it reaches Sunday, you should be prepared with, you know, your toiletries, your necessities, your food, if you just want to cook on Sunday. And make sure you also finish your housework. You want to clean your car or you want to build up your IKEA furniture that you just bought and take quite some effort and a lot of hammering. Your neighbors might actually call the cops on you. I read that this has happened in a few places. Just remember that you need to prepare in advance. If you don't get to prepare in advance, make sure you're good friends with your neighbors so you can borrow stuff from them if you ever forget something small. In the Philippines, it's quite the contrast. Usually Sundays are spent with your family and you normally go to the mall and then maybe you eat or do some shopping. Everything's open on Sundays. I guess store owners really try to maximize the rent that they're paying for. So if I'm paying rent for this slot, I might as well open it as long as I can. So if that means Monday to Sunday, then I'm going to hire extra people. Another big culture shock for me was supermarkets. So the supermarkets in Germany, I think you have really two types of them. You have kind of these big supermarket chains found in the outskirts of the city, in small villages outside the cities. And you have like these small supermarkets that you find within the city. And people who live in the cities, they normally just buy a few stuff when they go to supermarket. Um, Because these supermarkets actually in the city center, most of the time they don't have car parking. And normally people who go there, they just live in an apartment close by. And they just like bring maybe a backpack with them to the supermarket and they just buy an food for, I don't know, two to three days. Supermarkets in the outskirts of the city where you have proper parking, people actually stock up on groceries for a week or longer. But the most difficult part about supermarkets in Germany is, number one, items don't have individual price tags. Price tags can normally be found on the shelves, but it gets a bit confusing when there's so many different types of items and actually which price tag refers to which, and then you don't really understand the item that you're buying because everything's written in German, so you just buy random stuff and you buy the wrong stuff with the wrong prices. It was a mess in the beginning. I found that quite difficult. The most difficult part of doing grocery shopping is actually when you're at the checkout counter. You don't have like a bagger. So normally in the Philippines, you have a cashier and then you have a bagger. He's the guy putting the groceries you bought inside like a plastic bag or maybe you brought your own kind of shopping bag. Then they put the stuff there. But in Germany, it's DIY. You have to do it yourself. So while you're paying, you have to bag all the items. If you ever see how people are in these supermarkets, they're quite fast. You feel the pressure to bag all your items very quickly and pay very quickly. So there's always this time pressure and then you see people behind you on the queue. If you're slow, you'll see them kind of judging you and probably in their mind, they're thinking, why is this guy so slow, but not really helping you? 
And in the beginning, it was really, really tough because like I didn't know what I was buying. I couldn't speak to the cashier. At the same time, I was quite slow in terms of bagging my own items. You feel like it's a race and you feel like there's always time pressure. So yeah, that makes it very stressful, especially for foreigners. But I eventually got used to it. The next culture shock that I wanted to talk about is making friends in Germany. Whenever you move to a new place, you know, making friends is always usually a challenge. So Germany is not the easiest place to make friends. As a foreigner, it's quite the opposite in the Philippines. The Philippines, it's super easy to make friends, especially acquaintances. I think I got spoiled in the Philippines with how easy it was to make friends. It's very possible in the Philippines to go out at night and perhaps you meet some random person and in the same evening you guys kind of notice that you have a very good connection and then you become like bros for the night you call each other like bro maybe you you hug a little bit you drink a lot together and then the next day you start hanging out again and then you just become friends but in germany i've been here two years i can count with one has how many german friends i have and probably most of them i met through work but i don't have any super close friends who are german I'm lucky that my girlfriend's German, but that's a bit different. And you'll find actually a lot of foreigners and expats if you read some blogs or you see some YouTube videos. And that's something that they'll always mention to you, like making friends in Germany is difficult. Even Germans who move within their country when they move to a new city, I also read in some of these forums that they also find it hard to make friends. And obviously this is harder when you're older, especially if you don't speak the local language. Actually, there was a 2018 report by Internations. So again, Internations is an organization that tries to facilitate expat communities. And in this report, they talked about how expats perceive Germany. And it actually ranks in the bottom three for settling in. And one of the major issues it it ranks that low is because of the difficulty in making local friends. That's a shared feeling between a majority of the expats. And I thought it's quite an interesting topic. So I've decided to make a separate episode just to talk about making friends. Another thing I wanted to talk about is German bureaucracy. So things are quite bureaucratic here, especially when we talk about subscription services or let's say, for example, anything that has to do with the government. Things take time. There's always this back and forth with a post. You know, they send you some post and most likely you have to reply via post as well. And that's true for your electricity, for your bank as well. Yeah, obviously your government documents. So setting up a lot of these stuff takes always a lot of paperwork, a lot of back and forth, and the timelines are quite longer than in other countries. I think especially for government services, there's a lot that can be done in terms of digitalizing some of these processes. In the Philippines, normally you can set up stuff quite easily. Documents are in English, so that makes it easy for foreigners to do it. Sometimes you can even get stuff done on the same day, or if not, then you just come back to pick up whatever you need. Recently, I believe we've been implementing some digital appointments, so you can book online and then just show up. It's also bureaucratic, but in the old days, we even have what we call fixers, where these guys who just can hang around in your government office and you actually pay them like extra to facilitate faster processing for your documents. So I don't know if that still exists now. When I was back in the Philippines in 2019 to renew my driver's license, I didn't see this anymore. But when I was younger, like this was always the case. You go to a government agency and you have like these guys running around and doing all the paperwork for you. But yeah, in Germany, you have to do everything yourself. I think this bureaucracy also extends to some services. So I I just noticed that for a lot of services, you can't just walk in. So for example, 
example, for women, if you want to go to a parlor or a hairdresser, then you would normally need to book in advance. And also, like, stores have different office hours. Stores would be closed on Sundays, but their schedule during the week doesn't always look the same every day. So it could be possible that from Monday to Wednesday, they work from 8 to 5, and then on Thursday, they work from, I don't know, 10 to 2, and then on Friday from 1 to 3, or something like this. The store hours vary, and it's always important to kind of check this in advance. Maybe you can see it on their their door, or you can check online. One thing that I think is quite unique to Germany is how to opt out from a service or from a subscription. Normally in the Philippines, one month notice and then you can already opt out from your internet provider, from your gym subscription. As long as you cover that initial period, I think normally you have like a holding period of a year to two years. After that one or two year period is finished, you just need to tell them one month in advance that you want to cancel. But in Germany, how it works is that you always have to opt out of your subscription three months before. If not, it will auto-renew. And it normally will auto-renew for an, another year. Actually, I had this with my gym subscription. So when I came to Germany, I signed up with the cheapest gym I could find in town. And after a year, I wasn't really that happy with it because I always needed to wait in line just to you know use some of the equipment in that gym. I thought I'd maybe go for a, a gym that's a bit more expensive but also closer to my place and probably with less people. But yeah, so I wasn't able to tell the gym that I wanted to leave three months before and it just auto-renewed for another year and actually I'd never used the gym after that time. So I learned my lesson and now I actually created different calendar reminders just to tell me more or less three months before a service ends. One small thing that I noticed in Germany is that free Wi-Fi is not really available in most places. So normally you only get it in either malls, maybe large supermarkets. I think the airport has it and the fastest train that you can get here, like their version of the bullet train, what's called here as the ITSEA. But normal trains don't have free Wi-Fi. Sometimes the touristic areas, like the really, really city center, have free Wi-Fi. But in general, like you go to a shop, you go to a restaurant and you don't have them. In the Philippines, like a lot of places offer free Wi-Fi. Like if you're a customer, you just have to ask the waitress or the waiter and they'll give you like the Wi-Fi code. Not really a big deal, but nice to have. Another interesting fact about Germany is that the society is still cash-based society. So cash is very much still king, especially pre-COVID time. Now I think it's getting a bit better. But in general, in the whole Europe, credit card is not really widely accepted unless maybe you're in touristic areas or you're a hotel. What's more accepted is European debit cards. And a lot of countries in Europe are moving towards accepting European debit cards. And there are even some countries like the Netherlands where you'll find some shops that don't accept cash anymore. But in Germany, cash is still very much king and you'll find actually a lot of restaurants still not accepting your European debit card. The only places that would accept it are chain restaurants, really large restaurants, like restaurants found in touristic areas, supermarkets, and also like when you go shopping, like these chain shops, then they also accept your European debit card. Sometimes some places accept your European debit card, but you have to reach like a minimum amount. I guess I always associated developed countries with 
the fact that they're digital and they accept credit cards or debit cards widely. In the Philippines, obviously, we're not a developed country, so a lot of places just still would only accept cash because they probably don't afford the terminal. And also, a lot of people don't really get credit cards approved by the big banks. So it's a bit tricky there. But in Germany, like people have the means. But I think it's a matter of mentality. What I hear is it's also about privacy. So a lot of people just don't want this paper trail to lead back to them. But I think that's also another interesting topic for another episode. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about was learning German. So there's really no way around this. And this might come as a shock to most people. Because actually German people, compared to a lot of countries in Europe, are not bad when it comes to English. I think if you have like a high level of education, then you speak kind of perfect English. Um, The lower the level of education you have, probably the worse your English is, more or less. But in terms of like day-to-day stuff, in terms of coming in as a foreigner, there's really no way around learning German. Unless maybe you live in Berlin or in Frankfurt, where I heard like there's some places that people don't even speak German and everyone just speaks English. But yeah, so in general, when you interface with German people on the street, they would assume that you speak German. That means that if you go to the bank, you go to the supermarket, you receive your post mail from the government, you look at signs. Actually, a lot of websites don't have English translations. So if you're using Google, you need to kind of automatically translate. Movies and TV shows are also always just in German. So no subtitles, just German dubbed. And actually, the other day I was trying to look for anime on Netflix. And I noticed that a lot of anime on Netflix don't even have English subtitles or English dub. So they're just either in Japanese or in German. And if you call customer service, for example, or you want pizza delivered to your place, chances are you'd need to do it in German. I don't know how many opportunities I've missed because of my lack of German knowledge. So they might have been financial or social or whatever. But yeah, I just felt that if I had enough German, I could have probably done more. But yeah, now I'm I'm learning the language and hopefully I become better at it in no time. So yeah, try to learn German as early as you can. So just to wrap up this episode, I just wanted to summarize all the different culture shocks that I experienced. So I mentioned Sundays in Germany, stressful supermarket shopping, making friends, German bureaucracy, how Germany is still a cash-based society, the lack of free Wi-Fi, and then this opting out of contracts, obviously the most important thing, and the last thing I mentioned, learning German. I hope this episode has been insightful for you for For those of you who live in Germany, maybe you experience the same things. If you're coming to Germany, then you know what to expect and how to kind of not avoid them, but more of prepare for them because these things will happen to you sooner or later. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and as always, stay tuned for more. Thank you for listening to Popular Cultural Cherry. You can listen to Popular Cultural Cherry on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or other podcast apps or websites. If you want to stay updated with the podcast, follow us on Instagram and don't forget to like our Facebook page.